When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever. Mostly, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm mostly Kevin James Doyle. I certainly am John Sieber, and and we're we're coming at you. We're uh we're back quarantined week. What is this week four? I think this is the beginning of week four. The beginning we of got, week four. We got all our wires and our screens. We are digitally together. There's there's nary a lag because we're on that Zoom energy right now, huh? <laughs> mm, That's right. We're zooming together. We are zooming. We are zooming. Now, listen, uh, you go for it, Kevin. Uh, Listen, no, 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 no. That was the lag's fault. John, go ahead first. No, no, I insist. Uh, We this is a special episode. Okay, now special episodes. We 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 see the numbers. You you all out there need to know that there are tens of thousands of you and tens of thousands. There's hundreds of you that enjoy special episodes. There's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there there are literally tens of people that enjoy March our March Bradness, our our little tangents, yeah. our random oh, episodes. <laughs> and there are we're tens still gonna of try our hardest. <laughs> and listen, we're we don't mind getting niche, and we like the four other people that like going niche with us, okay? Oh yeah. Um yeah. no, so this is a special yeah. episode and uh and I think I th- I think we're bringing our specialist energy that we could to our specialist episode is just what yeah. I wanted to say. So, yeah, let's thanks give for some, being here for this. Thanks for being here for this specialist yes, episode. Thanks for joining uh, us and the specialist fans. Let's give a little context into what this specialist episode is. So we've been doing, uh, we've done, you know, we've done a ton of episodes and we've been doing some quarantine zoom episodes. We've been doing some live watch parties, but we got an email from a a friend that we met at one of our live shows who we also have done an episode with that is yet to come out. Um, but it's coming out very soon. Her name is, uh, Anahita Musavian. 
Mm-hmm. And um, she she is amazing. She works for the New York Post. And she sent us an email. Uh, and her email told us about a listener friend of hers who is doing an incredibly important job right now. And she listens to our podcast as she walks to work. She's a doctor in the COVID ICU at Presbyterian at Cornell in New York City, which is which is crazy that mm-hmm. that that she's doing that work all the time right now. For for those of you that might be listening to this episode in the future and in twenty twenty one, if there is one, uh, we're we're in the shit right now. We're in the thick of it. Uh, it it is April sixth, two thousand twenty. Uh, we've been stuck inside, as we said, for four weeks and, uh, we are for all intents, uh, we're, we're helpless as civilians. We are stuck inside our homes and there are heroes who are suiting up and they are going out every single day to fight this thing and combat this thing. And Meg, you're one of those heroes. Well, just one of the things that um, I think at first, when we first found out, like, you need to stay in, it was like, oh, that's, it was sort of why I was like, oh, so you don't catch this thing. Oh, okay. So you don't spread this thing. And then the more we started to learn, it's like the reason why you are staying inside is so that so many people don't get sick, that it overloads our entire hospital and health system. And which is kind of where New York is, is almost at now. And so um, and so I think it, it stood out to us, especially when we're just sitting at home feeling like, okay, we're doing what we're supposed to do to help the medical professionals. Um, we know like a few people that are out there, uh, but when we got her email, I think it's, it's made an especial, a very special impact on us because we've done a few zoom episodes and we're sort of like, okay, we're, we're doing this. And, and she said specifically that she listens to our podcast as she is on her way to work there. And then on her way, uh, leaving her shift, she listens to it to bring some levity to her day. And it just like, it sort of hit me that I'm like, I don't need that much levity in my day. I just avoid the news. And did, I'm just did you like, ever think Kevin that, that, um, you would be providing levity to someone walking into such a serious situation, talking about how horned up you are towards your mom. Did that ever cross your mind? <laughs> you know? That's like people say that if you go into any sort of work, like you need to have a mission in life. And it seems like you've always known that's your mission. I, <laughs> to just I, provide I think, levity to people for talking about how horned up you are about everything. I think I think there's been other times, um, other times doing comedy that it's like, you know, I'm just trying to provide some levity to someone's life. And they're like, yeah, you need to get better at comedy before that ever happens. So, so far, uh, you have just been inviting us to, you've been inconvenienced us uh, by inviting uh, us to your shows, and we'd really rather spend our nights doing something else. <laughs> That's like Kevin and I end up doing a lot of uh, charity comedy shows. And I, I wonder if at the end of them, some people are like, yeah, you could have just sent us the link to donate. We didn't have to sit through the hour and a half. Okay. It's just, fine. just in the future, Let's... let me know and I'll Venmo you the $20. I'd rather, rather, <laughs> I'd rather not see the performances. 
Um, yeah, I mean, she, Anahita never specified what she's actually getting a break f- from. Maybe she needs to go work in the ICU <laughs> to get a break from listening to us ramble about a show we're ill-equipped to talk about. She's like, they have this character named Ank, and they just they keep talking about him. And honestly, it just it makes me want to go save lives. Okay, because I, I can't. Li- I walk across Central Park. I listen to this podcast, and I'm like. I, I can't handle this anymore. I got I got to go do some meaningful work. Yeah, it, listening the listening my to three show. dudes just just ramble for a while really <laughs> makes me glad that I'm doing something important with my life. Because yeah, can you can I imagine what it would be like to be to be in this situation in the world and doing their job? Wow! Oh my really? god! The crazy <laughs> thing is they they all went to college, they all work, and yet they do this with their free time. <laughs> yeah, well, wow! I, I, I became a doctor. I became a well, doctor. I think it's worth noting that we found out that her Meg's husband is also an ER doctor. So their their yes, entire ER family doctor, which is 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 doing work so we can sit here and make dick jokes with each other. So that's yeah. well, that's incredible. And, and and in the most in the most sincere way, right now we want to say that this this entire episode is dedicated um to to Meg, who is a doctor who's mm-hmm. in the thick of it doing what we are so thankful for here in New York City yeah. right now. It is yeah. it is horrific. Doing- all we hear is sirens from our windows all day. And every time I hear those, I remember when I was younger, my dad said anytime he heard a siren, anytime we would leave, he would like say a prayer for us because he'd be worried that like something happened to us. And I've been hearing these sirens and knowing it's not just a random siren anymore. These are people that are, you know, on the precipice of life and death. And to know that um, you're going into the thick of that, Meg. Like it just means the world to us. What you're doing with your life and with your time right now, and it means the most to our city. And so, this is dedicated to uh, to Meg, and then also to all of the healthcare workers, um, nurses, and doctors, and even the people mm-hmm. that clean the medical devices. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like any person who's working in that field, um, if you're listening or if you know someone that does that. Uh, we're making this entire episode for you just to show yep. our like that we can't do anything but be thankful uh, yes. right now. And so sincerely, from the bottom of our hearts, it touched our heart when we heard about you. And so we wanted to to do this for you, and we want to thank you. Yes. Yeah, you are on the front lines, and uh, we thank you for what you're doing. And yeah, we hope that this uh, is entertaining because this is what we are doing for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and um. We, uh, so we, we are making this for you, but we wanted to get some other people involved that are not just us, you know, like Mm -hmm. we can sit here and, and make our jokes as we do, but we were like, how cool would it be to have some other people? Because honestly, like this is the kind of crazy thing about a pandemic like this is it brings out, it, it truly does bring out thankfulness in everyone. And so every, there's a lot of other people that are thankful and we just wanted to, uh, also, play some other messages of other people that are thankful um, to all the other workers and to you specifically, Meg. So before we get any further in the episode, let, let's hear from a few right now. Hey, my name is Ben Weber, and I played Skipper on Sex in the City, which was a million years ago. But I'm such I'm so flattered that you are a, a fan of the show and, uh, and of what we we do and I just want to take a minute to thank you for uh, putting yourself on the line and, and being a first responder I can't imagine a more difficult task in the world right now and so I just want to stop and 
thank you, um, you know, from the bottom of my heart and uh, just tell you how much uh, your work means to us. And uh, I am just blown away by the bravery and dedication. Thank you again, Meg. Meg, it's Mario Cantone from Sex in the City. Uh, can't thank you enough for doing what you're doing in the ICU unit at Cornell, working so hard and putting yourself out there, putting yourself in danger for all of us, for everybody. And I thank every single person working on the front lines during this pandemic. We need you. We're so grateful we have you. It's people like you that fix things, make things better, and actually have the balls to do all this and the knowledge. Thank you again. Please be safe. Be careful. All my love. Hey there, Meg. It's uh, Willie Garson here and from Sex in the City. I played Stanford. Thank you so much for your work. It's incredible what you guys are doing. And um, I know you guys don't often feel that way that people are aware uh, that you literally are saving lives left and right. Um, uh, but we are aware. I have a number of friends in New York, obviously working in the hospitals and we're in Los Angeles now and all my friends in the medical field are working 24 hours a day. Anyway, I love what you're doing and I love you for doing it. And I love you for loving sex in the city and please share this with all of your friends who are working uh, and colleagues who are working so hard. It means so much to you, to everyone. You guys are actually heroes. I don't know if you went into this to become a hero, but here we are and you are one. And so we love you and I'm glad you have uh, us reaching out to you because we would do it every day if you wanted us to. All right. I love you so much and thank you for your work. Keep it up. And if you ever need a uh, helping hand emotionally, please reach out again and we'll get to you again because you mean the world to us. All right. Cheers. Love you. Bye. Hey, Meg. This is Dave Eichenberg, and I used to play Steve a long time ago. Um, Hey, Miranda. Something like that it used to sound like. But um, these are just some kind words to you as you you walk through the park. I used to walk across that park a lot thinking, and um, I know you're carrying a heavy load with all that you're going through and taking care of all of you, uh, doctors and nurses and the healthcare workers and the people that are cleaning up and doing all so much and making a sacrifice and supplying care and love for the human condition. And we all admire you and and send our love to you and our hope and wish you all the best. And we just want you to know that you're you are cared for as much as we can from places we are. And I'm I'm in Chicago stuck inside, but I'm um, trying to keep things easier on all of you. So be well. God bless. Got to get the boys right. involved. Got you got to get the guys involved. <laughs> it's, Listen, you when- know, it's, it's, it's nice to have three, three other men, uh, you know, say thank you to Meg rather than just the three of us. So yeah. You know, thank you so there's, much, Mario, there's William, the trio of us, and Then there's the trio of them. They started in the beginning of the show and, you know, they some of them go throughout the movies. We're not even to the movies yet. Yeah. You know? So it's like they know better than us. They they were from the beginning of the show and then some of them went all the way through the end. Like, you know, it's they know a little better than us. Listen. And we all care the same. 
we got to when when we need to we haven't had Willie or uh or Mario on the podcast but when when we put the call in they were they were there they said hey the boys the boys said we need to show show a little love to Meg where are they they're right there for us okay they they understand what it is to be a Bradshaw boy Totally. <laughs> that's right absolutely been, i would they, say they've been off. bradshaw boys since 1999 they laid the groundwork that's right for it was it, it was like it was like in batman when like um or no, no it was in like tim allen's santa claus we <laughs> it, we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't choose to be santa claus one day we just like opened up our closet and we saw there's it was like i guess i'm a bradshaw boy now and it was it was sort Dude. of like a mantle we had to take on our shoulders. Yeah, I was when we started this podcast, I was really hoping that you'd reference some Tim Allen movies. So I I I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Hey, from one wild hog to another, I just want to say <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think so, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> oh. Okay. Hey, welcome to the hog cast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> the definitive podcast where we watch wild hogs every night. Listen, Dude, I, will totally say, I, I will say this, that um, one thing that uh, we, we had Meg's friend uh, report back to us. We said, hey, is there anything that we could talk about that would be entertaining to her, uh, to us? And she was like, I find it really entertaining um, how little they know about the fashion. And I was like, all right, is there anything we can? That's just a thing we can continue to not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a thing, there's a thing called like, like negative comedy when it's just like, like anti-comedy where it's like, yeah, the, the, the funny thing is that they still don't know anything. Yeah. The, the joke is that they really just have zero knowledge about it. There's no joke there. Well, I, there I really just don't know. There is something I, I, I would love to talk about fashion wise that, An that yeah. Anahita brought to us. And those were the, her, uh, the Judith Lieber, uh, purses. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the Judith Lieber jeweled purses. Yeah, I big bought uh, Carrie a Judith Lieber purse. I believe in season two as a, an apology. When, I think it's when they go to that party that Carrie like wants to smoke inside at, and then mm -hmm. she goes outside with that waiter, that cater waiter. Yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty sure that's where it is. But the what's the, those purses that Anahita showed us are insane. Like the one that Carrie has in the show is pretty crazy. But the other Judith Lieber purses, are, they're insane. They're crazy. Like the ice cream cone, yeah. the swan, oh, all that stuff. Holy the, the, the one on Check it, he this had one was out. Like, it looked like a camera. There's a hot dog. Guess how much the um, hot dog is. I don't know, but I, I will say for, for you listeners, we're recording on Zoom and Kevin has the statue of David, David behind him. And uh, you held up the hot dog in the perfect place in the statue of David. It was, it was really, it was really serendipitous. But my question for you guys is, what like what artifact or item that you have do you think would most closely represent you in a Judith Lieber purse? Ooh, that's, that's a, a good great idea. Um, God, John, you always ask great questions. I'm um, just trying to think of other. Clutches. Well, how about this? What if we pick one for each other? Because I okay. think sometimes, like we've we, like we've done this before, it's always better if you don't self-diagnose if someone else diagnoses you. You're like your friends really okay. know you. Okay, that's fair. So let's 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 describe a Judith Lieber purse for each other. I have one came to mind for me, but now I I don't know. Is when you said diagnose that made me think of it. <laughs> oh well yeah i could say one for you then uh, cotton gloves your cotton gloves 
What's this? That you talked se- about wearing. Is this you some talked, can we talk about that? Secret, yeah, secret single behavior? No, it, it 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 was. I think it was his uh, SSB. It was a. Uh, it was Kevin's uh, cotton gloves that he wore to bed at night after he'd moisturized his hands to like, you know, keep his hands from being crackly and dry. Yeah. You know? And right when I got yeah. him, this year was all about, I was like, this year, my hands are not going to crack. And I made it through the whole, whole winter. And then right at the end of winter, the world was like, you're going to have to wash your hands 12 times a day. <laughs> Fuck your plans. And I was like, all right, these are going to die. Yeah, exactly. So it might be have to wash your hands glove. more than you ever. That wasn't yours. I mean, that... One could be no that could, that wasn't what I picked. It could be if you wanted. Mine was going no. to be mine was going to be uh, Tums for you, Corey. Just like a a nice thing oh. of Tums. Is that okay? Because I always have heartburn. I mean, it's fine. You can pick whatever you want. Yeah. I just thought it was funny because I well, looking at the hot dog thing, they're all like cheeky. They're like f- funny, colorful things. So I imagine that would be super colorful. My mine for. Mine for Corey was a rubber ducky because I know Corey loves taking baths. And so oh, like I think like a nice rubber ducky purse would be really good. That's a great one because I like that you kind of zigzagged on it because you would go, you would think it's a bathtub, but no, you went the bath accessory. I went bath accessory. Yeah, rubber ducky. I've been getting back into baths during quarantine because what else are you going to do? I love that. Okay, so that's mine. Um, John, uh, ooh, this is tough. I th- this I th- is a real tough I'm, one. I'm trying to think for Kevin. Like for Kevin, I think it would be like a really cool old like steampunky kind of record player with like a, like that was open and like a little record could spin. Kevin's like really into music and the history of music. So I think like it would be really cool to have like almost one of those. What's the RCA like record player, the big with the big microphone where the dog's looking into it? Like yeah. kind of like oh, one of those. Like a Victrola? Like a Victrola? Ooh, yeah. Vi- I'm going to get yeah, a Vitrola I think that would be pretty cool clutch? for Kevin. I think that's great. I think, I think mm-hmm. when I, <laughs> I almost kind of feel like for Kevin, it would be um, like an outfit that's like a Filson coat and some like nice jeans and some brown boots. It's like a little silhouette of a man that's dressed like a mountain man, but walking around a city. Ooh. Like, <laughs> I like but that. It's like a little, it's a little outfit that's bejeweled. And it's like, this looks like it could be on a mountain, but it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just walking in park slope. It's just and walking in park slope with a cold brew. To open uh-huh, it, exactly. to open it is a little zipper. Like the zipper where the pants are is, is how mm-hmm. do you get inside it. <laughs> oh just, yeah. You just, just go into the pants. Make sure that that top button's buttoned though. Always. Always. Always button that top button. John, I think Always yours button. would be, um, Yours would be, it would be a, sl- a very slim clutch. So it would be, um, cause it's, they not, always say big not... guy, slim clutch. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, never lose. Never um, lose. I think yours, yours would be a slim one, maybe almost like a small briefcase just to put cards in when you go to like a, a club or something. And it would just be a Costco membership card bejeweled. Ooh. Oh, that's a great one. That is that's great. A great one. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, realistically, both Kevin and I could just probably use sunscreen because we're both extremely pale, and that you know, yeah, just, a, yeah. just a bottle of uh, beach bum sunscreen. I like that. I like that. I seem to have fair skin, but I can actually like stay in the sun all day. But I like can't eat tomatoes without getting heartburn. I like. I seem so <laughs> tough, but then I'm not. Uh, mine for you, John, would be. It would be like one of those really intricate things where it's a computer screen, and then on the computer screen is just a bejeweled WoW character, just a Ooh, World of Warcraft guy. Yeah. But then it's also got the little, then it's got the little like text bubble that has like whatever your World of Warcraft screen name is, and all that is bejeweled. 
That and would be amazing. You sort of unzip the screen and pull the screen down, and you go into the clutch that way. I that's, think that's a what that's great. I think we nailed. I think expensive. we na- I think we nailed them for everyone. Those are pretty good. Those are Judith Lieber bags. Ooh, like also, that. what's a what's that big coffee thing? Uh, Chem- Chemex. Corey, you could have Chemex. a Chemex. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I could. Yeah. Ooh yeah, Bejeweled Chemex would be great. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah. uh, something else what that is- she that that Meg was interested in is. Um, she'd love to know what our favorite drinks are. And, uh, and she said one of her favorite scenes, and I don't think we've gotten it here yet is where Miranda stress eats like a big cookie. Is that, is that what she was eating? Yeah. It's the Miranda. I love you cookie, which I was talking to, I think I was talking to Anahita and I don't think we've gotten there yet. I don't think we've got, I was thinking it was when she stress eats the cake, like she eats the cake out of the garbage, but that's a different thing. Um, and so my question would be, what, uh, what have you all been stress eating? Cause this is a pretty stressful time. Uh, and second, what is, uh, your favorite drink? What have, what have we been drinking boys? Mm, good one. Well, I think I've, I've joined up on the, uh, but for stress eating, joined- instead of just saying it, you have to say, I love you. And then whatever it is. Okay. Like that's the name of what you're stress eating. What, what, like, if you're stress eating sandwiches, you have to say, I love you, sandwiches. Okay. So I've joined in on the, the cooking and baking trend that a lot of, a lot of, I get, and maybe it's worldwide, but I know, like, in America, all these people are just like, I'm home. Now I'm going to cook. And I made pasta from scratch. Ooh. And then I made, yeah, I made, I made orquiete pasta. And then I made bread. So it would kind of be everything, but honestly, I, I have been stress eating. I love you bread. I love you bread. I've gone through two different red bread recipes. I needed two loaves. And then the other night I sent Kevin a picture of it. I sent him these two. Oh, it was when we all watched that movie on zoom together, uh, or we all mm-hmm, did like a mm-hmm. group movie. And then within one night I'd eaten three quarters of a loaf within literally like an hour and a half. And there were love huge that. loaves. I love you. And bread. I finished, and I finished off the rest of the bread today. It wasn't even a week and I ate two full loaves. I love you bread. That's what I'm stressing. And I guess my favorite drink is wine. I'm just, uh, just, so good. just, just crushing the wine. I'm also crushing some Amaro doing like a, a little bit of Amaro and soda water. If you want to like slow it down real good. Ooh. Amaro soda water, a little lemon. Very good. Are you ready to drop the culture down? Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready to, are you ready to take From hand making pasta and drinking Amaro down to, um, I have been, uh, Stress eating a lot of I love you sour gummy worms. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no shame on that at all. Um, there's just like occasionally it's like the end of the night and it's like I just need I need some I need not some like dark chocolate sugar I need something that's just gonna punch me in the face and tell my taste buds it's mm-hmm. time to get it's time for you to rock and roll. Um, and then uh, as far as drinking, there's this um, non-alcoholic beer because I gave up beer for Lent. And on Friday, I am got my eye on a French Pinot Noir I'm going to be drinking because it's done on Friday. But uh, some non-alcoholic beer that's very, very good. And it's been getting me through without giving me any of that hangover or buzzy buzz. And, Love that. Uh, and I've been drinking lots and lots of LaCroix as well. That's great. Johnny Boy, uh, what about you? We've been we've been um, drinking a lot of whiskey in this house, uh, Corey. You actually introduced me to Weller Weller whiskey. Oh, um, so good! It's been very good. We also got a big bottle of Buffalo Trace. So I've been doing a, a, a glass of whiskey here and there. Not not a huge drinker, but I'll, I enjoy a nice whiskey to unwind in the evening. 
Um, and as far as stress eating, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep it, uh, keep it tight. I'm trying to keep my diet through this. So I stay sane. So as, as cheesy as this is, uh, mine's been, I love you Kirkland signature unsalted mixed nuts. Ooh, yum. That's a smart <laughs> move. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Can That's we do, I, I want to end with a question, but I want to do one contest before we, before we do it. One is uh, a lot of 2020 is not going exactly how we we thought. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever plans we all had around the entire globe, they have now shifted. And so I think it's safe to say that in in a way, the year 2020 has broken our hearts in many ways. And so I want us to do a Aiden, you broke my heart contest Ooh. between the three wow. of us. And so Meg said, Meg said that this was one of her favorite scenes. Like this scene in Sex and the City was like a huge thing for her, right? Yeah. She loved the scene. Yeah. She loved the scene. And as she said, especially when he says, you broke my heart, which I feel like that was very impactful for us as well. And so I think it's time for us to put on our drama, put on our drama goggles. And it's time for us to go in with, uh, with our best, you broke my heart, Aiden impressions. All right. And, um, I'm going to, I'll, I'll go first. And then, uh, and then we'll go around the horn and then, okay. and then I don't know. Oh, y- you can, you, you can all write in and say who wins the contest. How about that? Let us know. I'm Kevin Doyle. And this is, uh, my Aiden. You broke my heart. That was, that's tough. That was, that was tough. That's that was tough. That's going to be tough natural. to beat. All right. Do you want to go, John? You want me to go? You can go. Okay. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Corey Cavan, um, and I will be reading for the part of Aiden <laughs> on porch. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, here's my profile. Okay, great. Thank you. Ready? Okay, here we go. You broke my heart. Wow. wow. I, had a little, I, had, I had a little more on there. I went up a little that bit on that one. Good. Hey guys, thanks good. for having me. My name is John Sieber. Um, a couple things about me. I am the same size as John Corbett. So if this doesn't work out and you need me as a stunt double, I'm willing to, uh, work for a day rate for that. Uh, we also have the same size head. So wardrobe shouldn't be too challenging if there are any necklaces or hats that need to go around our head. Uh, I will now be performing. You broke my heart from sex in the city. You broke my heart. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Wow. That was wow. so wow. wow. If anybody would like wow. to write in and just let us know who won the You Broke My Heart contest, we would be a, we'd be thrilled to know. Speaking of having our hearts broken, um, what about having our hearts filled? So I would, I would love to get my heart filled. I will get ready. Get ready. Uh <laughs> so we um as we were putting this together, um we Talk to some other people who wanted to do some stuff for Meg and who wanted to be a part of this. Uh, let's just go to it. Uh, Meg, I hope you enjoy this. There are over 90,000 people missing at any time, and over half a million are reported missing every year. And that's just in the United States. I'm Mike Morford. And I'm Jess Betancourt. And in our podcast, Missing Persons, we discuss cases of people who have gone missing under mysterious circumstances. And we're joined in each episode by guests who are either related to the missing person, investigating their disappearance, or advocating for answers in the case. Missing Persons is available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and there are dozens of episodes to binge on right now. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. So we're here 
on the phone. It's Sunday morning, uh, and we're here on the phone with Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, so, Sarah Jessica, how are Hi. you? Good to talk to you. Um, I'm I'm well. Um, thank goodness. Um, I'm really happy to know that you all are well, and and your families are well, and um, the same can be said here. We do have. As you know, as I mentioned, we have some close friends who are, um, you know, have been positive, have um, are in the midst of it now, who are rallying and um, better than they were. So we're seeing, um, you know, we're seeing people get through it. It's scary. And um, so we're ever more so grateful that thus far, considering how close some of those people are to us and working colleagues, we feel enormously uh, fortunate to, to all be well right now mm. but that doesn't change I think for all of us how nervous making this time is and um it's a strange thing you know typically you I'm sure you can <laughs> sort of um, characterize this better but typically when you're in a day-to-day of something you become accustomed to it and what I find so curious about this is that it none of us are getting better at this process because there's just so much uncertainty all the time about it. There's no real answers right now. There's not any clarity about, you know, when it might end, when people will be better, how many more people get sick. It's just such an unimaginably scary time. So I think that's, I'm feeling like many people right now. Yeah. It's, it's wild to find yourself in like, you know, I'm in my apartment. We're all in our apartments quarantined. And then just hearing, um, getting all the texts of friends from years past, just being like, are you okay? Is the one, it's like a reminder that I'm like, oh yeah, this is the main, this is like the hardest place going through it in New York city in the entire country. And, um, yeah. And I think, um, so far it's just been breaking my heart for the, the people that, um, that are sick and hearing the sirens and just being helpless. Mm. Like usually there's this way that you can help in some way and i think that's been it's weird to just be in your apartment comfortable and right. uh, physically but emotionally and mentally just being like what can i do and how can i help and i think that's the thing that's been that's been really um difficult and then also yeah just- i agree and i'm glad that you you brought it up because it's um yeah i've been wanting so much to to talk about where to be helpful there's you know, um, because I, I feel like it's on so many people's minds. You know, we there is such urgent, immediate needs that um, should be met. And then there's long-term issues that we know are going to be really terrifying for lots of families in America. Um, and I feel overwhelmed by all the immediate need and the urgency. And um, I've been trying so hard to find local local nonprofits that are meeting the most urgent needs right now with mm-hmm. all of our um, unemployed people in the service industry, you know, from from waiters to um, people who work at small bookstores to um, people at delis to the ushers in New York City, the mm-hmm. theater to the act. Like there's just a host of people, and it's so hard to know where to direct your efforts and your dollars. And I'm sure I'm like every American where I feel overwhelmed by the urgency. Yeah. So yeah. I keep asking people I respect who I know have 
are in touch with nonprofits, like where would you be sending money right now if you could send a dollar or five thousand dollars or more? Like where? So I was thinking that you know maybe you and all you gentlemen and I could share our resources and meaning and maybe start a list for yeah. your listeners, sure. you know, of places we found that are doing really meaningful work. I don't know. I think you're absolutely right in the way that the thing that is hard is that this is all it's happening and developing at the same time. And so everyone's trying to figure out how do you how do you keep yourself safe and how do you keep others safe and how do you care for others? And then how do you help these industries and helping the industries is also helping people. And it's trying to figure all that out at once is a dizzying task for not only people, but you can see like for our governments and everyone. And so yeah. it's, it's something that I feel like everyone's trying to figure out as they go along and everyone's making yeah. it up as they go along. But I think you're absolutely right that the other thing is just giving people something to do because everyone's kind of wondering what they can do and how they can do it right now. Yeah. And, and, and there's know. ways that are like, I was just thinking, you know, Oh, supporting local businesses by supporting local businesses and taking, you know, um, being patronizing a business to give to something else there's like a whole supply chain of philanthropy that i sort of like still trying to figure out like oh we want our local businesses we want our communities intact um when when we're on the other side of this Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and if we can buy from them to give to somebody else i don't know it's so complex and it's so counterintuitive to see a need and not be able to walk out your door mm-hmm. and address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing that I think leaves us at sixes and sevens is like, but I, it's just, there's so much to be done. Um, which I guess brings us to the reason that we all got on the phone to begin with, which mm-hmm. is yes. needs being met um, by the uniquely qualified um, heroic medical professional community. Yes. And one yes. person in particular that I know you guys um, have some intel on. Yeah, I think um, I think that's what makes us so thankful. My sister's a nurse and we are friends with a number of doctors and nurses. And mm. in all of the helplessness that we feel, it's sort of like so, so incredible to think the people that are putting on clothes and then going into work to save people's Mm. lives knowing Mm. that like we're scared to leave because we might get this virus and yet there are people that that is exactly knowingly what they're doing to go in to help others and so they walk toward it every day they run toward it they literally run toward it every day it's just it's amazing it's incredible yeah and we cut the uh as i we got the message um that we have a listener named meg and uh and she is an ICU doctor, and um, she's working um, on the Upper East Side. And I don't know, it just hit home to us, like, mm-hmm. all of the hospitals that I ride past on my bike or walk past, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful that I haven't had to go there to the mm-hmm. mm-hmm. thing. And now I'm like, those are, like, every yeah. minute I'm thinking about those. And in New York City, hearing sirens and just thinking about all of the doctors and nurses that are leaving their apartments, going into the city, getting on the subway and going to save these lives. And just knowing, seeing the picture of one of our listeners, Meg, and then Mm -hmm. hearing just a little bit about her, I was like, that is her norm. Her norm is in her bedroom being like, I'm going to get fit and do my jail workout because I can't (laughs) go to the gym. Like I'm thinking about, you know, it's like, she's, she's like working this past weekend. She works three twelves. Wow. 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 And I'm like, 
that's you know and it just gave me this overwhelming sense of of like thankfulness and and fear for them and just Mm -hmm. you know just being thankful that there are people out there that are doing the exact thing that we're wondering how to do which is help like they're helping on a level that we could never for meg um the thing that it's hard in moments like this is to try to um summon adequate words to mm-hmm. convey gratitude, mm-hmm. appreciation, respect, admiration, awe. Um, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm stunned. There is a sort of a courage that is unfamiliar to me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's a world I don't know. And I think for a lot of us, you know, we, if you're fortunate, you have a, a doctor in your life that you get to visit, hopefully regularly, and we count on them. We rely on them to give us answers and counsels. In times like this, it's an entirely different level of um, reliance, and um, the the understanding that they have an obligation um, and their commitment to confronting something so terrifying yeah. and, and to just feel that is the only place they will be should, should be despite, you know, the lack of the resources that they need, you know, Meg, you and your colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, at, at, at Cornell, but across the city. And as we mentioned earlier, all the boroughs, it's just what Meg is doing, what our colleagues are doing yeah. is um, I don't think we ever imagined that we would be asking this of our of our medical community. And no. I don't know how to thank them enough. I don't know what else to do. One day I hope to, you know, return the favor. Not really. You can't do that. <laughs> um, but just so touched by their commitment and yeah. the effort. And, you know, here at home, it makes a huge difference because the city has been hit so, so hard, slammed. I was talking to my sister last night and she was, she finished work and uh, she was with her husband and she put her, son to sleep and she was talking about how excited she was to watch certain things and it was it was Mm. interesting to just think about the people that are going into it like when they need to turn off and decompress right right and and how we've been doing some like live streams on our instagram and stuff and the people the messages we've been getting it's like all this a little bit of calming in the midst of anxiety to and it's not it's like I don't know. It makes you think about those people's lives that are going into the thick of it and being like, how can you give them a little relief? Like when they're not, they can't sit and dwell on this when they're outside the hospital, they need a chance to, to decompress. And like, yeah, I guess like in that sense, it's been like, all right, what, is there anything, any any way you can do to like, let people be like, cool, it's your time to relax because you've been in the thick of it. And I pulled up the email that, uh, that I got from Anahita and she said one she said that one of Meg's favorite moments in the show is when uh when Carrie and uh Aiden are upstate and Carrie's trying to cook a pie or something yeah yeah so have you so I just wanted to have, just because she was like and then she said she's she said like she can't handle being upstate. So in your seclusion, have you been cooking anything? This is me yeah. shoehorning like Oh my god, are you kidding me? I we have three kids. All all we do is cook. And, really? Um and we're a family that cooks anyway. It's you know, much to the sometimes chagrin of our children. They're like, you know, all of our friends order in. Um meaning like in the in the in the reg in regular times. Um yeah. we just have not been an order in family um because we cook and we like to cook. Um 
we're trying to be thoughtful about how frequently we go to the grocery store sure. and what other people's needs are. Um, you know, we're trying, we're eating everything in the house, meaning mm-hmm. we're being really thoughtful about how we shop and what we really need versus what we typically want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been, it's been, there's been a lot about it that's been really good too. And the kids are um, cooking too. So um, we have okay. some help. Before we hang, before we get off the phone, yeah. I say my, my wife who does the voice for the show, I, I just want. I just wanted to say hi. To you. Oh yeah, hi, Jessica Parker. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Oh, thank you, Katie. It's nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you. I have to tell you that I'm an actor as well, and whenever I would go oh. to theater contract, like the first couple of days would always be kind of lonely, and I would always watch Sex in the City because I would be like, "Oh, these are my pals," and it's just, that was always a source of comfort for me. So thank oh. you. Oh, you're so welcome, and I wish you the best of best of luck and we watched uh we watched the family stone recently on the podcast and there's the whole scene of you (laughs) with with the like it seems like the cooking thing has made it into other parts of 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 even like movies you've been in she's she's bad too right she's yeah yeah. we we, she make swedish new some kind of swedish casserole it's like a swedish casserole like a noodle kugel or something like that it's some sort of breakfast casserole what is it katie Casserole, yeah. It's a breakfast it's like casserole. A yes, yeah, and then the mushrooms. Then yes. By the way, it sounds delicious. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> well, because there is something about cooking that I think is interesting and therapeutic to people right now. What we've been making is, um, let's see, I'm trying to think. We make. We, we literally use what we have. So, if we have two bags of spinach, then I like. So we make everything. Matthew made a beautiful bolognese, but it's just because we had some ground beef, we had some carrots. We didn't have a lot of carrots. Like we have one carrot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, you know, um, so we we make a bunch of we we cook every day. Um, but we're not like making. We're grateful. Like every night, we're like, thank you, thank you. We have a meal. Like my mm-hmm. like my son is like, you are you and Papa are obsessed with talking about dinner. You're obsessed. <laughs> He's like, no other family feels the need to do this every night in this way. And I and I think honestly. And he's like, I'm so grateful, but I think we're so honestly right now, we're so grateful we can put together a meal. Yeah. We are sincerely. So we make whatever, like we'll have leftovers. We know we're going to have leftovers for the next two days. And now it's like much more about, you know, perfunctory, like a meal needs to be made. What is the practicality of like, what do we have? What's available? Mm -hmm. What are we not taking from somebody else? Mm. It's 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 been good for us, yeah. you know. It's it's good I, for us. In I had a can, way. a can of Goya pink beans that have been in my my cupboard for probably like a year, and I'm like, oh, I'm finally going to use these now. Yeah. <laughs> or they, I, do you, our family has always has Goya pink beans in the house. Yeah. We eat so many Goya pink beans <laughs> on a regular basis. That is one thing. We had a lot of because we love the Goya black beans. Oh, those are yeah, those great. Beans in the in, with the spices, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, so I know it's the red label. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I know it well. Oh, it's so great. Um, let me back to back to Meg's delight at um, watching Carrie try to cook in the country. Um, I I am a much more comfortable. I I like I I cook all the time, so I love to cook. It does not feel foreign or 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 um, you know, unpleasant to me. I think that was a Michael Patrick. Didn't Michael Patrick? Didn't my, isn't that Sunday? 
isn't that country city mouse country mouse or something like that that episode I, yeah I think so, that's yeah. the one yeah. yeah that's when you go to suffering with aiden yeah yeah right right yeah. and i think doesn't big come up and there's a fight in the oh there's the, the there's oh, yeah. the there's the mud wrestling basketball scene eventually <laughs> right. that happens when you go outside and, and break up the fight of them yeah that's right one of our favorite scenes yeah the three of us dressed up all right i dressed up as big john dressed up as aiden and kevin dressed up as steve and we made, we brought steve into the mix because steve's such a basketball fan so <laughs> oh, that's right he plays b-ball exactly that's right. yeah oh my god Thank you so much for, for talking with us. And also, you know, we extend it, we extend it to, uh, the same thing to Meg and everyone else that's out there helping and to, and to people that are still, you know, people working in grocery stores, people working in the essential businesses that are keeping it going. Cause we, and so we extend this to everyone and want to say thank you to them. And thank you so much to Meg for, uh, for doing what you're doing and, and everyone you're working with. And, uh, and Sarah Jessica, yes. thank you to you too. And to, and everyone yes. in the sex in the city family for really it's coming together through this. Please mm-hmm. tell all your listeners, I hope they're well and safe and, um, have what they need. And, um, that's the thing too, is like, I'm like, does everybody have what they need? Does everybody have what they need? Does everybody, of course they don't. Of course they don't. There's, there's millions of Americans that are now out of work. There's, and I'm sure there are listeners of yours that are one of the many millions who have been furloughed or let go or lost all their, you know, health benefits, their health insurance. Like there's just, I just, I want, I I want people to know I'm aware of it and it kills me. It's breaking, it's killing me. It's breaking my heart. I could, and, and, I just don't want anyone to think that we're not aware, that we're not, that we're forgetting beyond the sick, the collateral damage. And mm. um, I, I, I just want to send my best to your listeners. Yeah, and if there's one thing that you. I feel like we can, in all of ourselves, encourage thankfulness, and we'll we'll make sure that as part of this, we try and make some tangible ways that we can our listeners can help and reach mm-hmm. out and, and mm-hmm. vice versa. And um, and if you need anything else, you guys just let me know, stay in touch and please be safe. Thank you. Right. Be well. You Bye, too. Jessica. Thanks, Sarah Jessica. Bye-bye. Pleasure. Bye. Thank you, Sarah, Jessica. That was incredible to get to talk to you. And also just the, it was, it was amazing to get to talk to a fellow, like obviously we're always starstruck by, um, by her, but also just the kindness with which to have a normal conversation on a Sunday and feel yeah. like this is the, we all share the same space. We're all living in the same city, breathing the same air, f- fearing the same fears right now. And, um, it was awesome. Just the moments that she was like, how are you all doing? And it was like, Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, not as great as usual. Thanks for asking. Like, yeah, it really, really meant, meant a lot to, um, to get to talk to her about that. And also to think for me to think about, I don't know what you guys think, but to think about how daunting everything feels and think about where the local needs are in my mm-hmm. neighborhood and my, even amongst my friend group, even amongst like the businesses in my area to start getting my mind thinking of like, how can I help my friends, my family in park slope and around me? Because it's just so daunting to think about how to fix any of this, Yeah, you know? Um, but there's a start. Yeah, there is. And I, I think, yeah, the things that she had said, just thinking of like how this is, how this is going to impact people, you know, even people that are healthy now, this will impact 
things in the future so much. And we are going to put these links up on our Instagram. Um, if you go to our link in our bio, there's a link tree there that's got a bunch of different links. We'll put these on there. But some of the ones that she was talking about, just to reiterate, is uh, bookshop.org. That's a great place to buy books right now yeah. that supports local bookshops. There's some great local bookshops on the Upper West Side uh, um, and, speak, and all over New York and in the village. And speaking of the Upper West Side, there is the West Side campaign against hunger that she was talking about. Um, and uh, that that is uh, we'll put that up there. Um, they're doing things for New York um, for uh, for food pantries. And then there's also um, the World Central Kitchen that she also talked about. And they're doing a thing called hashtag Chefs for America. They're delivering fresh meals to people. They're helping out restaurants. They're feeding healthcare workers, which is hugely important right now. So we'll put those links up. And also if there's just a place in your neighborhood, whether you're in New York or you're in another part of the country, um, find out ways that you can support restaurants or businesses there if um if they're closed and they can't be working because because where you're at is is a you know that's one of the most important places is yeah. your local place yeah yeah well i i hope hopefully this was a, a little little bit of lightness for meg i meg i really hope that you enjoyed uh the show that we were put together that we put together there's a little bit of laughs a little bit of uh nice touches from several cast members reaching out to say thank you uh, you deserve it all, but there are a few other people that want to say thanks. And so we'll let them hop in here and, and say thank you as well. Hi, this is Cynthia Nixon, sometimes known as Miranda. Uh, I'm just reaching out, um, to say thank you to Meg, um, at Wild Cornell. We, um, I know how amazing your hospital is. You saved my mother's life well, when she had a heart attack in 2001. Um, thank you so much for what you are doing. I hear your husband is also an ER doctor. Um, you're just our heroes right now. And please stay safe. And just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Hi, Meg. It's Kristen Davis. I just wanted to say thank you so much for what you were doing. We know it's really difficult and it means so much to all of us that you're on the front lines. And thank you for watching Sex and the City. We're happy to bring you some joy. Keep on working hard. We, we were thinking about you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Meg. It's Kim Cattrall. I'm just calling to say thank you. Thank you for all you do on the front lines of what we're all going through this horrific pandemic. Without you, we couldn't keep going. I'm so glad to hear that we put a smile on your face as you walk across the park and get on that front line. We're with you. We love you. We can't do it without you. Oh my goodness. I can't. Wow. <laughs> that was, so that's all uh, the, that is, that's, that's the four gals. That's, that's um, the four gals from, uh, from sex in the city, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. They were on, like, all of them have had fantastic, uh, acting careers. So they've been a lot of shows, but yes, they all were on sex in the city. Yes. I will, I will say this, that they, they're professionals. So they weren't eating while they recorded their messages, but, <laughs> but I did think of this as, a chat and chew on our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That it, was it, was our, a, it was a Meg centered chat and chew. They it were just chat and chew where they were all like, you know what I want to talk about is Meg and yeah. the great work she's doing right now. We want to say thank you to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, so where, where, where like, what, what location do you... <laughs> I was going to do a chat. We and just... chew. I'm having no, relationship problems, but enough about being an Aiden. 
I wanted to say how actually great one, my doctors, I went into, I went into this hospital and I got the best care from this doctor named Meg. And then Miranda comes in and she's like, did you know that her husband is also an ER doctor? They are doing some amazing work right now. And then Steve, they need to be celebrated. Steve knocks on the window, holding up a sign that he got from the Knicks game. <laughs> <It's> like, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Meg, uh, like, uh, hey, uh, it's, uh, it's so crazy right now because, you know, I was down in like, uh, I'm trying to play basketball with a, with a mask on, you know, cause I'm trying <laughs> to social distance. And like, we've talked about this before, but zone defense is the best one right now because you don't want to play man to man too close, you know, cause you got to look out for other people. <laughs> but like, I just got to say, Meg is doing a fantastic job. I had to go in there cause I tweaked my ankle. I jammed my finger, you know, cause I was, yeah, I, I hit the post too hard. Anyway, Meg's great. All right, you guys have a good chat too. Goodbye. <laughs> You, Meg, I, I truly hope this brought you some joy. Thank you so much for, for what you do. Thank you for everyone who listened. I, I, I truly believe this was a love letter to New York City. I mean, they say mm -hmm. Sex and the City is about the four women, their friendships, and uh, the city is the fifth character. And New York is struggling right now. Uh, we're, we're weak and wounded, but we will bounce back. We will prevail. We will beat this thing and put it behind us and come out more uh, triumphant, more fabulous uh, than ever before. Uh, and all of that is because people like you, Meg, and your husband and the incredible work that you do. So thank you for repairing New York City and thank you for, for bringing it back stronger and better than ever. Hey, Meg, and everyone else doing such amazing first responders work to our people in New York City. This is Michael Patrick King of Sex and the City saying thank you, thank you, thank you, as Carrie Bradshaw herself would say. Just like that, there were heroes everywhere.